0: nice i could hear you for a while there i just couldn't see you that was weird
1: all right, all right. and it's not my internet i'm still getting like 90 megabits per second hmm. running i do so it was on so, my end so look inward bro look, okay. look inside deep within yourself okay Man in the mirror. Stop, stop looking at, at me okay. but i mean look at me but don't see what i'm saying Watch my mouth, but feel the weight of my words.
0: I need mean, to uh, look through you rather than some other mechanism or something like that. All right, okay. Um, well, let's jump into it, I guess, since we got the recording going. Uh, mm. welcome to the Sweat the Small Stuff podcast. We are here in Portland, Oregon. This is Ethan. Your host with uh, co-host TJ. How's it going, man?
1: It it is going. Um, I twisted my ankle today while I was running, and it was very reminiscent of another ankle injury that I had. Uh, nowhere near as bad, but like, it's kind of the garbage thing about ankle injuries is once it happens once, you're more prone to ankle injuries. Mm. So now I'm just in this like constant cycle. being afraid of twisting my ankle and also becoming weaker to it every time it happens. I don't
0: know. I'm so sorry. I'm uh, I'm in a a bad cycle of not running. Like I I, (laughs) I used to be big into running and uh, I like to think I still am, but I got a a dog recently and she has re like ridiculously reduced my ability to go running. She just doesn't have like the capacity for it. Like as much as I was hoping she would. Or like the like patience for it at the moment, at least. So You're still
1: young. Now. I mean, you got yeah, you got time to
0: right get that. It's just going. like I, I use all my normal running time on walking time now with her. So it's difficult. It's difficult. I'm uh, I'm missing it, but anyway, uh, I'm taking yeah. my my lunch breaks now. I'm trying to run if it's not too hot. Nice. Yeah, it's getting. It's July, so it's getting. It's getting up there. Well, this week has been super
1: nice. I mean, if you look outside right now, it's overcast. It's kind of been overcast all day. Uh, so there's there's some heat, but it's not the sun beating down on you. Not too right.
0: bad. Well, we're uh, we're here to uh, talk about the week in sports and uh, what news stories have populated this week. We have uh, some big news, some political news, uh, some fun news, all different subjects, and um, but thought we'd uh, we'd kick this off with some fun news this week. We uh, it's past Fourth of July. Uh, earlier, we had uh, a competitive eating contest. Joey Chestnut, the uh, the American, he took home the mustard belt, and uh, <laughs> he won. He won uh, the Men's Nathan's Famous hot dog eating contest. Apparently, because I've I've been hearing the name Joey Chestnut for for years and years, as far as uh, competitive eaters are concerned. He, he's always been up there.
1: Well, uh, back in 07, he actually beat the world-famous Kobayashi in the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest by consuming 66 hot dogs and buns in 12 minutes.
0: 13 years later, here we are, still synonymous with the sport. He, uh, He achieved 1,000 career hot dogs ingested this 4th of July, while winning the belt and, and mind uh, you,
1: these are just his professional dogs those are not including including his training dogs or his leisure dogs
0: you know i actually was reading up on this a little bit and it mentions uh, that he does not train with lots of hot dogs or pizza i guess he gets asked that a lot and he uh, he tries to train with a lot of like healthier foods just ingesting them really quickly said so he eats a lot of cucumber leading up to about uh, an event and um I don't know. It just tries to focus on, on greens. Oh my God. Your job so, just dropped. I don't know what's I'm, going on.
1: I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, kind of the, the rise of Joey Chestnut, which sounds like a, a really terrible fake name. Like that's not <laughs> a pseudonym, right? That's just his it's name. Perfect
0: eating name. Yeah.
1: But, uh, apparently he, entered the competitive eating scene with a breakout performance in the deep fried asparagus eating championship uh, by eating 6.3 pounds of asparagus in 11 and a half minutes. 6.3 pounds of asparagus, beating the heavily favored Rich Lefebvre, whose nickname is The Locust, uh, another competitive eater from Henderson, Nevada.
0: These guys have amazing names. Laflamme.
1: Oh god! And I'm looking at the locust here. He ate one and a half U.S. gallons of chili in ten minutes. That's one of his world records. uh yikes! Wow! I cannot imagine oh. what that would do body. You wanted something else? That's just the worst. Ugh, six pounds of spam from the can in twelve minutes. Chase I don't know do that. that I could eat like one can of spam in one sitting uh no this is the locust so okay. joey chestnut unseated the locust in this asparagus eating championship and this is back in 05 i thought we were just going to do a quick chronicling sure. of uh joey chestnuts conquests. Story. and uh it, it makes more sense if you've got some backstory on some of the people that he's uh defeated on his rise to the top
0: vanquished the locust no more Uh, Well, he also apparently, while he was uh, earning the belt this past 4th, he ate a record 75 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I think he broke his own record doing that. But apparently uh, they thought he might be able to get to 80, and there was a lot of hype surrounding the chase for 80 on ESPN while they were showing this. Um, But he didn't quite get there, but he did break a record and hit 75 dogs. So, congratulations, Joey Chestnut. Wow. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, just an American treasure. But uh, otherwise, uh, in, in the news, we have some news within the UFC. UFC 251 is coming up this Saturday on the 11th. And uh, it's going to be headlined by Usman versus Masvidal. And, uh, or Masvidal, Masvidal uh, he holds the record for the fastest knockout in UFC history at just five seconds over Ben Askren. And uh, I watched that fight uh, when it was Aaron live, and it was just an all incredible, five seconds like, of it. flying knee, yeah. I mean, it was a hyped up fight against Ben Askren, and uh, just you know, who could ever expect a, a fight to just go down like that with one guy just running across like towards the center of the ring, leaping in the air, throwing just a knee at this guy, not with
1: his knee, yeah,
0: yeah, just right to the side of the head. It was brutal. It was. Uh, incredible to watch just like that like feat that that guy achieved their uh, 5 second knockout and I'm excited to watch him again it's going to be good stuff yo
1: I can see you, I can hear you
0: hey, that was incredibly quick and fast, alright that's what, that's she, what said. she said All ah, right. ah, jinx ah. I'll count it I'll count it on jinx um, so to anybody uh, out there listening, so we, we had a bit of a lost connection there while we were talking about the UFC fight, um, misconnection, find it on Craigslist, and uh, we uh, we were talking about Masvidal and Usman being the headliners, and Masvidal's just, uh, just destructiveness in his past fight against uh, Ben Askren, so... These fights uh, at UFC 251, they're going down at Fight Island. And I believe this is the, uh, the, the maiden the very UFC first. Event. Yeah, the very first Fight Island fight. It's real. What uh, was once a so
1: dream is now a reality.
0: Fight Island is located in Abu Dhabi. And it is the location that, I guess, uh, best allows foreign fighters to come in and fight uh, United, United States UFC fighters. Um, without going against the United States travel restrictions right now with COVID-19. So, not not entirely sure all the legal workarounds that are allowing that to happen, but I am happy it exists, and uh, it's pretty cool. Definitely has like a Mortal Kombat feel with the whole Fight Island uh, nickname, but it is uh, pretty, pretty... I'm pretty stoked for it. It sounds like uh, a really fun deal. Hopefully, you know, they're doing Fight Island, like, beyond the COVID times. It just come, becomes, like, a staple of the UFC. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm stoked for it. Uh, the pay-per-view event is Saturday night. UFC 51. People should go check it out.
1: Yeah. If uh, I mean, what else are you doing? Better not be going outside.
0: Don't do it. Don't be a, a John Bones Jones, you know, going outside, getting in trouble. Just a little bit of uh, a UFC home. reference there. Don't, don't,
1: don't, be, don't be a... Uh, oh my
0: God, why am I drawing a blank? Cowboys running back. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. And don't be like Frank Salzano's client, Ezekiel Elliott, going outside, getting into mischief.
1: Stay home. Don't be a dick.
0: There <laughs> we go. Uh, all right. So... A lot of the the rest of the news this week uh, centers on the NFL. One that's getting a lot of attention. I just
1: had a quick blurb before we jump into the NFL. I wanted to talk just for literally a moment about the NBA. Uh, I I found out today that the NBA has announced that while the athletes are living and staying at Walt Disney Resort this summer... They will have special access to rides and other attractions after hours. So the, the parks are reopening for general business. However, after hours, these uh, professional athletes will have the opportunity to have special access to all of the cool stuff that Walt Disney uh, Resort offers. And I just think that's amazing. And that's that's the news.
0: I would love a breakdown of, like, what rides what athletes are going to, you know. Like, I'd love to, I don't know what ones are at, like, Disney Disney World, um, but, like, you know, you hear about some Disneyland, and I'm just like, oh, I wonder if, uh, you know, it turns out LeBron James is just a weird fan of it's a small world after all, you know. I don't know. These are the things I think about. Um, but and maybe,
1: I- maybe very soon, we will know the answers to this.
0: Just one more amazing, cool thing that gets to happen to these, uh, these athletes, right?
1: That's, that's what all the hard work is for. You, you put in the work, you, you struggle, you, you practice, you exercise, you, you become the type of person that's at the top of their game, and then you get to ride the rides at Disney World.
0: Amazing. Amazing. If only. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Um, all right. So the Washington Redskins football team, uh, I guess important to say the the full name there because they are undergoing a review of the, the team's name and, uh, all by all indications going under an official review means that the Washington football club is planning to change their name from the Redskins to something else. Um, and there are contenders for the name change that have been leaked out really quickly two that i've seen include uh the warriors which obviously there's the nba team the golden state warriors and uh, another more unique uh team name would be the red tails uh that i've seen come out as a really strong contender which would uh pay homage to a group of uh, african-american fighter pilots from world war ii i believe and um yeah it's just you know it's a cool name uh I guess uh, you know, I've heard people discuss, you know, just you know, if they wanted to go that route, reach out to the, the uh, surviving members of that organization and see if, if that's something that they would support. Um, but it's a cool one. I have been hearing a lot of people, I guess, a lot of noise that they're leaning towards warriors. It just kind of seems generic. But I guess that's just a safe route to go, you know, after being such a polarizing name for so many years.
1: And I mean if, if they continued with the Warriors name, they wouldn't really have to change their logo. I mean they could keep the arrowhead as part of the
0: image. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're they're changing that name. That's positive. I don't I don't know whether they could get that done, like as far as Jersey new jerseys, new logos, everything before the start of the NFL season that's like just two months away. That seems like a really tight time frame to try to change, like completely overhaul everything. But I guess if there was a season to try to like do that in, might as well be the COVID season because like, there's so many, you know, w- so much weirdness. A lot of unanswered questions, anyway, a lot of
1: weirdness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, might as well throw it out there. It's like, Hey, how, how much is a new name and logo going to stand out amidst you no know, fans in the stands? And, uh, <laughs> Just the weirdest possible year for the NFL ever. So um, that's just the weirdest possible year. Yeah, 2020 is uh, is definitely going to be a chapter in all the history books, and uh, at least one chapter. I feel like we could. There's going to be just movies and books about this year and everything that's gone down, sports-wise, and just you know, worldwide. Zeitgeist, man. Mm -hmm. The culture. Um, But yeah, culture. Apparently, a big push for the, uh, the name change, uh, I was, I was, you know, along with obviously driven by everything that's going on um, right now in the world. But uh, FedEx, uh, the company, uh, the shipping company, they paid $205 million for the naming rights to the stadium that the Washington football team plays in. And they asked uh, that the, the name be changed amidst everything that's going on right now. They got two hundred and five million dollars invested in the team, so it makes sense that they have a, a, a seat at the voice. table. Yeah, yeah, um, and I guess they combined with other minority owners in the uh, the Redskins organization, the Washington Football organization. Uh, a lot of uh, minority stakeholders announced that they're just willing to sell if uh, the name continued, and that it just couldn't continue. Um, so, if they wanted to stay with the team they were going to have to change the name and i guess it was like not any small collection of minority owners it was like what i heard it was approaching like 40% or something of like the ownership and the franchise with all those you know groups combined and that just signals that the team might go under or just, if, if that occurred that's just not something you can replace overnight probably that much money
1: well uh hopefully they can come to a compromise before something that extreme happens.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it seems like the team name's changing. Like if if that does happen and all indications are, you know, that's the way things are moving, then I I imagine that these owners are, are gonna stay and that FedEx is gonna stay because that's seems to be what they're asking for, you know. So I don't know. I I have heard Dwayne Haskins is in, you know, the quarterback for the Washington team that he's in support of the red tail's name. Said to be dope. So, uh, all right. Other NFL news. We have, uh, the mega contract of the century in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, the largest
1: contract in NFL history.
0: Incredible. 10 year extension, a 10 year extension.
1: And that kicks in after the end of his existing contract, so mm-hmm. that will actually occur during the 2022 season.
0: Yeah. So th- this is going through 2031. That, right. Yeah. Blows me away. Like this con, this contract's ending. You know, as I'm going to be approaching my 40s. So. So details
1: about this contract are still coming out, but what we know is that. He's got $140 million guaranteed dollars uh, in, in case of like injury or something. So if he's on the first year of his 10-year extension and gets injured, we know that he's going to get at least $140 million. Otherwise, he's got $477 million in guaranteed, quote, mechanisms. Um, yeah, un- i don't really unable, unable mechanisms to find too. out what they mean by mechanisms. I'd love so, to know. Basically, if he is a football player and remains the person who signs the contract, he stands to make upwards of $477 million. Uh, But he's also got additional performance incentives, including uh, $1.25 million for every Super Bowl appearance and an additional $1.25 million for any NFL MVP award. So if during that 10-year extension he makes the super bowl and is the mvp every year he will make an additional 25 million dollars i
0: suppose so if, he, if somebody
1: could do it it's patrick mahomes
0: i i guess i mean yeah we he is uh possibly like the greatest quarterback talent we've ever seen there have been other guys uh that you know got one i don't know if we talked about this before but i mean like Guys, like five years or you know, 10 years ago, people were talking about Aaron Rodgers after they the Packers won that 2011 Super Bowl. Like, oh, you know, he might be the new Brady, this might be like another five in a row for him. And here we are, still hoping and dreaming, in my case, that the Packers can get another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers under center and get a second one because it hasn't happened yet. Um, but that's not to say i can predict the future and you're right man like he has a absolute cannon of an arm the guy can throw without looking at where he's throwing at all it seems like you know can like throw behind his back the guy left-handed
1: behind his back off his back foot in coverage uh so it's time for some trivia are you ready i'm ready this contract for patrick mahomes is the sixth in NFL history in which a player has signed ten plus years. Name really? name who you think the other five might be.
0: Dude, this is just uh so doesn't count coaches. Gruden's contract with the Raiders. Not, is- not coaches,
1: players. And I've got the list. I, I wrote up a list. I've got I've got some factoids. Are I was just ready daughters? to throw this trivia
0: like, at you. Here?
1: I will give you a hint. One of them is Er, uh one of the contracts is a contract handed out by the Packers.
0: Mm. Bart Starr. Wrong. Brett Favre,
1: Favre. signed a 10-year, Favre. One- Brett Favre signed a 10-year, $100 million contract with the Packers in 2001. He played seven out of those 10 years before being traded in 2008. All right. You ready for another hint? Yes. This contract extension also occurred in two thousand one. Also, a quarterback.
0: All the hints I get, huh?
1: <laughs> well, if I give you this next hint, it's just the answer. It's this is a Patriots quarterback.
0: Oh, Tom Brady. No, way. Drew Bledsoe. Bledso. Drew Bledsoe got a
1: ten-year, one hundred three million dollar contract this in two
0: thousand one. Season? Wow.
1: So he got injured the first year of that contract and then was sidelined where he remained on the bench as he was succeeded by someone who was arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. He was traded to Buffalo where he threw for 4,359 yards and 24 touchdowns in that first season.
0: For some reason in my mind, uh, I was thinking this was like taking place like immediately after that first Patriots Super Bowl, not the not the season before. So that is my that is my mix up.
1: So the that was the year I believe the Patriots won the Super Bowl for the first time.
0: But like his signing took place before they the like the spring before right, right. they won. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Let's see here. The Eagles also handed out one of these contracts. You want to take a stab? It rhymes with McStab. Uh, Donovan McNabb? Donovan McNabb got a
0: 12-year, wow. $115 million contract. These are all 2000s, huh? Okay.
1: However, this one played out a little better than any of the other ones we've discussed so far. McNabb played 8 out of 12 years of that contract. Six of those years, he led the team to the playoffs. And... Uh, that includes one Super Bowl appearance for the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: That was big news when he got traded to Washington. I remember. Um, yeah. Uh, any other interesting? It, it seems ones? like
1: you're out of guesses, so I'm just going to name the last two that Do I it. have here. In the other two 10-year contracts were handed out to Dante Culpepper of the Vikings in 2003. got a 10-year, $102 million contract. Uh, in that time, he, that team never made the playoffs after the contract was signed. Culpepper was then traded to the Dolphins after the 2005 season. Finally, the fifth person on this list is Michael Vick of the Falcons. Signed uh. a 10-year contract for $130 million in 2004. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: Yeah, of all these, I think Dante Culpepper surprises me the most. But uh, he was—he did look really good when he was thrown to Randy Moss in the early 2000s. But his uh, his knees could not hold out, and yeah, I feel like his his career waned really quickly.
1: I mean, he he did enough to get a massive 115 million dollars, or pardon me, 103. Hundred two million dollar contract. I'm not sure how much of that money he was actually paid out in the end because NFL contracts are weird. They are. He also uh,
0: he got, a, guaranteed cameo mechanisms. He got a, a cameo appearance on the George Lopez show one time. I remember that. Just a fun yeah. fact about Dante Culpepper. You big
1: uh, George Lopez fan.
0: Yeah, big enough. Big enough. Yeah, I watched. I watched several episodes when they were uh, in syndication on Nick at Night my
1: my Netflix is suggesting that I watch his new stand-up special and
0: yeah I was uh, I listened to him on uh, somebody's podcast it might have been uh, Mark Maron's wTf one uh, and they're interviewing him because he was doing promo for the new the new one that's I think that's probably what made me think about the Dante Culpepper appearance on the show but, all right uh,
1: last thing here um George Lopez, take a stab at his net worth.
0: Scott, I mean, it's probably up there, man. Um, I'm going to go 70 million. All right. So, according to
1: cheat sheet.com, which is current as of January 2020. They list his net worth as 45 million.
0: Oh, I overshot so, it. Yeah. Well, still in the, I feel like, a decent ballpark there. You know, celebrity net worth, that's a wild game. I
1: mean, all the right. 45 million to $75 million range, you're basically rocking with the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Once you start hitting that 100 mil, that's that, <laughs>
0: that's that 1%, 1% money. Yeah. At some point, like, you're just all buying the same cars, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: you could only afford the 30-foot yacht, not the 45-foot yacht.
0: That's <laughs> true. Um, all right. Well, uh, before we go, God, it's kind of been a slow news day, I feel like, but uh, it is what it is. Um, you got any recommendations that you want to throw out? Aside from the George Lopez stand-up?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: take care of your ankles.
1: Um, I finally broke down and bought myself a wireless mouse for my work-from-home setup. It was a small upgrade, but it has made all the difference. So, treat yourself to office supplies. <laughs> Not one of my strongest recommendations, but it's just, you know, small things kind of improving my everyday stuff since I'm now, you know, glued to my home office for 40 hours a week.
0: For sure. I just, uh, I'm a, I've been like the Netflix recommendation guy, but uh, I just did buy a new book to read. But I can't really recommend it yet because I'm only a chapter in. So hopefully um, I'm throwing out some books on our future episodes here. Uh, for now, I'm going to continue to be the Netflix guy for a little bit longer. Uh, I'm going to throw out a show that I think I have told you about me watching earlier. Uh, but uh, it's called Jailbirds. And yeah. it's like uh, real life, Orange is the New Black. And uh, I just find it so entertaining, jail culture. And, uh, you know, how people get by how people like you know when you're in like these jails that are like segregated by sex you know like with women on one side men on like this other building like how they're still getting to know each other through uh different means of communication like there's a big thing called a toilet talk where these you know inmates will just drain all the water from their toilet bowls and then they'll like shout into the toilet And then people on the other, like, you know, in their cells that have done the same thing, like basically have their lines of communication open as like a toilet phone. And so you can just get to know people through the toilets. And it's a huge thing in this show. And it's just so trashy.
1: (laughs) I hope I never end up in jail, obviously, Uh, obviously. But if I did and I was in one of those situations, I think one of the first things I'd have to say is like, hey, who's shit talking? <laughs> and then I would get stabbed like immediately because that's not how they play it there.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. People are not afraid to have a little more time to their sentence to, to get rid of the funny guy. But, uh, all right. Well, um, that's, that's all we got this week, guys. Hopefully next week's a little more, uh, girthy in the news department. Um, Hey,
1: I think we had plenty of girth.
0: <laughs> Just enough. Just enough. I think uh, anybody would find this episode enjoyable so uh, thank you guys all for tuning in with us and until you hear from us again, keep sweating keep sweating